Hey guys, and welcome to Money Talks News, the podcast. In this episode, we're talking about why organizing your money is going to make you richer and how to get there with the least possible pain. Now, this is probably going to come as no surprise, but according to a recent survey, only 23% of Americans have a formal financial plan. And you can probably guess why. 76% of those people without a plan say they feel overwhelmed by the thought of creating one. And 56% say their life is too uncertain for a plan to have any real value. Now, this is a bummer because having a plan for your money can lead directly to having more money. And as we like to say around here, more money is better. And that's why we're going to talk about that this week. Our, our guest is going to help us get our money ducks in a row. I am Stacy Johnson. As usual, my co-host will be financial journalist Miranda Markwood. Hello, Miranda. Let's do this. We just passed tax time. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, let's make let's make organization sound like fun. Okay. I'm listening in and sometimes contributing as our producer, novice investor, Aaron Freeman. Hey, Aaron. Hello. How's everybody doing today? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Our special guest today is Lisa Mazes. Uh, Mazes. Is that right, Alyssa? You got it. Mazes. Mazes. <laughs> The founder of Amplify My Wealth. That is, her, and she is a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the show, Alyssa. I'm sorry for butchering your name. Before we start, folks, remember this is not financial advice. Make sure you do your own research and consult your own experts before acting on anything you learn here. And before we dive in, uh, if you guys hear any noise in the background, that's because I'm doing a little home remodeling. I'm not doing it. I'm sitting here on this podcast, but somebody behind me has got a jackhammer. So, if you hear some noise, it is not your problem. It is. My problem. So anyway, Alyssa, tell us why organizing your finances is so important. Why do we have to be organized? It's important to organize your finances because more often than not, before people organize their finances, they are not aware, they don't have a clear picture of whether their finances align with their goals and the life that they want to be living now and later. Sometimes people don't even realize that they have credit card debt or high interest debt or money and cash that they thought was invested for their future. So what what, do you, what does an organized person look like to you? Um, I don't think a, they look a certain way, but definitely someone who has organized finances, ideally, first of all, really has an idea of how they spend their money. So in the ideal world, they would have an expense plan so they would see what money is coming in after taxes as well as the money that's going out each month. And then they would also, at the least, that coupled with knowing their net worth. So they would have an inventory of their assets as well as an inventory of their debt and subtract that debt from the assets to see what their net worth is. Okay, cool. I do that. I'm working yeah, Stacey, you said that many times. You know, you know, one of those big things with budgeting is knowing your net worth. Yeah, I do that every month. And I, I literally do that on the last, as soon as the stock market closes, on the last day of every month, I compute my net worth. And I've done that for, I don't know, 10 years minimum, every single month. It's been easier because the stock market's been going up and I'm happy to see if I'm richer. <laughs> if the stock market was going down, maybe I wouldn't be so organized. How about you, Miranda? Do you do, you do a net worth state? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I look answer, at stuff. Short answer, no. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I look at stuff. I see where I am, but I don't usually do like a net worth statement. Um, I haven't, you know, like I, I look and see where I'm at with my accounts and stuff, but I probably should sit down and, and do it more formally, but it's like, 
Now, what about okay. you, Melissa? Do you, you, <laughs> you do a net worth statement every month? So I don't do it every month. I know what my net worth is. So I, you know, so in my, I could just look at my accounts and know it without doing a formal statement. But it depends on people's finances. And I think especially when people have a lot of debt or a lot of different debt instruments, whether it's student loans or credit cards or other personal loans, that's when it becomes even more important because people lose sight of the fact that, yes, you own your home, but if you don't have equity in it, then you actually don't own it if you want to sell it or not where you're going to make a profit. And so I think we've normalized debt so much that people just don't even think about doing it. Also, as you had mentioned earlier, when people are overwhelmed with the idea of a financial plan, the same concept of, you know, might it be overwhelming to actually see where you are financially, what your net worth is? I'm sure that overwhelms people as well. You know, I'll tell you, it's easy for me to imagine that I look just like Richard Gere as long as I don't look in the mirror. So I, I try to avoid mirrors or, or Brad Pitt. You know, I, I think I look just like him, but I'm not going to look in a mirror and find out. So th- that's kind of what we're talking about here, huh? You can feel like, well, I'm fine. I'm doing great. As long as you don't actually pull out statements and start looking at them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And listen, I totally get it. Sometimes my brain thinks like I'm still in my 20s, but I know I'm not. You're not? No, but I have two kids in college. So um, <laughs> I have a 19 and 21 year old. So they're in that age range, but I know I'm not. That would be um, impossible. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, this is, see, I don't have that problem. I don't have kids. So as long as I avoid mirrors, I'm still in my 20s. There you go. I love that. Hey, how about you, Aaron? Do you do, you do a net worth statement every month? Not every month. No, I, I can't ima- I can't remember the last time I sat down with Sonia and actually tried to you know figure out how much money we have or don't have or whatever. I know we just have this low spending plan that we live by, and we don't we don't think too much on it. But um, I, I got to imagine that a lot of people probably don't do this stuff because people don't like negativity in their life. And if they look at what they're actually doing, it's going to depress them even more. And then for the other people that are doing really well, you know, how does it not like make you spend more? Be like, oh, I'm doing great. Great. Now I can go out and buy a boat, you know? Yeah. And you've, you've experienced that in your, in your irresponsible past. I have, I have. Yeah. Now, now three of us, this is not going to be, I'm going to do an informal poll right here. We didn't rehearse this in advance. I, I want you guys to tell me um, and, and three of us are financial professionals. Aaron, Aaron's a video producer, and, and well, Aaron does all kinds of stuff, but he's not a professional in this regard. But, but th- let's all do this. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being flawless, you organized, and one <laughs> being completely confused, where would you put yourself, Miranda? Um, I would say probably right around a seven or 7.5. I thought, well, I thought you were going to say 7.48. <laughs> how about you? How about you, Alyssa? What would you give yourself? I'd pro- I my gut would say a ten, but I think everyone has something that maybe they don't realize. So I'll say a nine point five. But listen I, to this. Well, this is a perfect person we have here. Uh, no, no, no. You said organized. I assume you're talking about money. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, because if we're talking about other things, I'm <laughs> more like a seven, probably. But I'm pretty. I'm a minimalist, so I'm. 
pretty organized, but I do for myself what I do for my clients because I think that's important. If I don't do it for myself, then how am I going to have the insight of what they're going through? So I don't think I have that unfair advantage. How about you, Erin? Uh, give ourselves a five, even though we have calendars and we have everything mapped out, we our lives get so busy that sometimes we, we almost miss things by like a day. We're like, oh my God, that has to be paid, you know, and, or something like that. Like, you know, homeowners insurance are crap. But <laughs> it's, it's like, I don't know, somehow, even though we've got organization going on, stuff still slips through. I, I would have given, I give myself an eight. Um, now I keep my money, my, my wife and I keep our money separately. So I have to organize my own. So I'm not, I don't know what she would give herself. But, you know, actually, though, having said that, I almost missed an American Express payment the other day. You know, I, I get these things by email. I didn't see it. I didn't miss it, but I came really close. So maybe I'm not as organized as I think I am. So let, let's say, let's take Aaron here, for example, Alyssa, and, and let's, let's make him more organized. Uh, well, let me ask you this question before we do that. I said at the outset of this podcast, you didn't say it, I said it. If you're more organized, you're going to have more money. Do you think that's true? Um, not necessarily. I think you also have to be motivated to, you know, focus on increasing your wealth. It doesn't just happen by being organized. It is definitely a great first step because it's important to have a clear picture of your pick, of your finances, which most people don't have, and therefore they don't even know what they need. It's almost to know it's not even their fault because we don't teach financial literacy. We don't tell people to do this. And so it could be overwhelming, as you pointed out, that some people feel about doing something like this. But I do think I ha I could say from personal experience of meeting with people that when they see the whole picture, it is eye-opening. Whether it results in equal uh, amounts of results of people increasing their wealth, it varies on their motivation and what they're interested in doing to make it happen. Okay. Yeah. And when, when I said being organized makes you richer, but I didn't mean to say you're going to get a check in the mail for being organized. What, it, what I meant was when you're focused on your finances, you're going to find holes, you know, uh, expense holes you can plug and you can maybe find some additional revenue opportunities. And that's why I think ultimately it's going to make you richer. Um, but now, okay, so now tell me, let's make Aaron, let's take Aaron from a five to a nine. So what, what are you going to tell him to do? Okay. I love this. So the first thing um, I would do is I would, Aaron, I'm curious, first of all, do you, have you ever thought about what you value most as far as in life? What are, maybe you could think of three or four <laughs> things that you value most. Oh, this is great. Put oh, him on I the think, spot. I think this is this is going to be going out to dinner and <laughs> and the other ones will be alcohol. Mm. <laughs> this sounds like my list. <laughs> Travel, drinking while we're traveling. Yeah, yeah, it just all falls into that. Yeah, I mean, we uh, we, we basically, we already, we kind of already know what we do and everything's, you know, my, my wife is a bookkeeper, so everything's on, you know, on these Excel sheets, so... We know you may be more doing. organized than you think because it's, Sonya's it's more organized than we think. It's just somehow, even though we're still hectically busy, you know, even got the notification and everything, it's still like, oops, we almost forgot that, you know. No, I get it. So I'm curious, what does your wife value most? Does she also value dinner, alcohol, and travel the most? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. think this the is, alcohol is, is a joke. Yeah, 
But. Yeah, this is our alignment. Our, our alignment is 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 making sure that by the time the weekend comes, we're enjoying our friends and you know going out seeing live bands and stuff like I that. I love that. So, yeah, so entertainment. There's, there's a there's a high there's a high expenditure of entertainment on weekends. Yeah. And actually, Aaron and I are, are friends, and uh, they're both couples. We hang out together a lot, and the, he does value live music a lot. These guys go out and see th- several different bands every weekend. So th- that's something you really do value. I love that. Yeah. So the first thing I would say is. I, and I, it sounds like you might have already done this in some one form or another, is to create a spreadsheet, but you're using a program, it sounds like, and to look at and make sure your monthly expenses for each month are reflected. So what I would say is with respect to dinner and alcohol and entertainment, that put that into one category maybe. So this way, maybe if you choose, you can automate money that goes into an account that's designated. It could be the fun account or whatever you want to call it. Um, And then another account for travel. So this way, each month you are transferring money and prioritizing your values. I think it's really important, but to also look at your last three months of bank and credit card statements. Because often we find expenses that we don't even realize are there, like those subscriptions that just go on the charge card and we don't even notice them. And also, it's an opportunity to see, are there less expensive alternatives? And are all the things that you're spending on, do they all align with your values? You might see some recurring expenses that don't mean that much to you. And those are things you might be able to eliminate. The other thing is, always make sure you include your annual expenses. So your travel, for instance, might be annual or maybe every month you go away. So you could decide how to do that. But usually for those annual expenses, divide it by 12. And then in your monthly spreadsheet or whatever you use to have that amount set aside to account for those annual expenses so you never end up with a month where you're like, oh no, it's due this month and I don't have the money set aside. And then the final thing is look at your net income and subtract all those expenses. And it's eye-opening to see what you're left with at the end of most months. So I think that's a great first step to organizing your spending. Um, Yeah. I mean, (laughs) we've actually looked at our entertainment spending and it's it's eye-opening. We're like, oh, so then we we obviously go to the uh, less expensive bars with a $4 Bud <laughs> or you can have me go with you, Aaron. I pick up a tab or two. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> and I don't look at my entertainment expenses. So <laughs> the other thing is, I have a tool. I have a tool fetish. I constantly buy tools, and I'll get the uh, once a month. What did you buy? Then I have to explain myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know what? What what's important here? At least one of the things I got that was really important from what you said, Alyssa, is that we we start our organization process not but not with a spreadsheet, but with the analyzing our values what's important, right? Yes, absolutely. I think that that is when you talk about the idea of increasing your wealth, when it aligns with your values, you start eliminating things that you didn't even realize you didn't care about because you're thinking about, does this align with my values or not? And if it doesn't, I've seen people get rid of hundreds of dollars that like hundreds of dollars that they've been spending month to month and they were shocked because of the context we were discussing in. They realized these things aren't even important to them. So they eliminate them. And that's one step towards, you know, why organizing could result in increasing your wealth. And, and you know, as you describe, 
um, a- analyzing your values uh, and and then creating streams uh, to go into different accounts to to realize those values. I think of no one except Miranda Marquette, who, <laughs> who who says virtually this every single on every single podcast. <laughs> you, that must have sounded right to you, huh, Miranda? Oh, one hundred percent. But I think um, two part of it is you know one of the things that we you know when you're doing that and figuring out where your spending is going. I think one of the things we kind of forget to talk about is. Do we know when the money is coming? And for me, one of the hardest things uh, with having a variable income and when I first started freelancing was, um, you know, that timing piece of how is is the income that I've got coming in, does it match up with like the bills, like the rent payment, the things? Um, And, you know, there'd be times because, you know, go to, to Alyssa's point, like if you aren't on top of when this stuff is happening, like, I, like uh, you're paying a tax, right? You're paying your late fees. You're paying your overdraw, over the limit fees. And so being organized and knowing when things are going to happen is a huge part of, of this as well. You, you know, I, there's one thing I'm surprised that I haven't heard anyone mention yet. Uh, and I'm going to tell you what that is right after we take a super quick break. Isn't that a great tease, you guys? We're going right, to be right back after this. Okay, now what what I was going to say that I'm surprised no one's mentioned yet, or maybe that maybe you did, Alyssa, and I didn't hear it. How about automating stuff? I mean, like you can't pay a bill late if it gets taken out of your account automatically, right? Is, is that that's organization, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, I th- like I said, I think the first step. I completely agree with you. Is definitely organizing it because I like the idea of people being aware of what they spend first. But once you have that, definitely, um, you know, that idea of taking your money, for instance, that you say, okay, we're going to spend this amount on dinner, alcohol, and entertainment, the fun account, to automate it monthly once you know the money's come in. So, for instance, if you get paid a specific day, you know it's going to be coming into your account. You automate the transfer. I've done that with clients where they set up a separate savings account. It's high yield. And this way they also know, so if they want to buy concert tickets, they can look and see what their balance is. And maybe they're like, you know, maybe we'll wait. Or maybe there's this concert that they know, maybe it's a music festival. I'm guessing you might like music festivals, Aaron. Um, Those are more expensive. And so to know, well, this one's going to be a few hundred dollars. This is when I want to buy it because it's discounted and making sure you have the money there or alternatively taking it from the travel and say, listen, we have this other account we've been transferring stuff into. Ask your wife, you know, what do you think, you know, we could get these tickets for the music festival? She says yes. And you just move that money over and you pay for it. So I definitely think that the automation of saving for your different goals but yes, also automating paying your bills. You were talking about an American Express bill, and I automate paying for all my bills. I don't think there's anything other than maybe some life insurance or disability that isn't automated, but everything else is automated. I should probably automate those too. Actually, now here, I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, because I don't automate my American Express bill because I want to make sure. I just, In fact, two months ago, I had uh, false charges on my American Express bill. I don't want it to be paid automatically. I want to protest things that aren't right. Or at the very minimum, I want to see what's on there. So one of the things I do is I make sure that my automatic credit card bill is set to the minimum. 
So I d- it just pays the minimum every month. Uh, obviously, I don't care about, uh, you know, I try not to carry a balance. But what it is, is the the bill is set to the minimum so that I don't ever have to worry about missing that payment. But then I do go in and I make sure I have part of that. My organization is that money connection where at least uh, once or twice a month I go in, I sit down, I look at my my statements, I go through the spending, I go through what's going on. And it doesn't take me very long because, you know, I, I you know, go through and I, I use uh, various apps or whatever to help me out. But yeah, I go through and I double check. But the nice thing about having it automated is that I don't ever have to worry about missing because the automation piece is that minimum payment. So at the very least, at the very least, I know I'm not going to have a missed payment. Now, now uh, I have to ask you this too, Alyssa. Now, I, I, we said at the beginning of this podcast, I, I do a net worth statement. But now as a person who's a nine and a humble nine and a half who actually thinks she's a 10 in terms of organization, do, do, you, do you track every one of your expenses? So I just want to first go back to the credit cards. I agree if there's you know, a process, I think everyone needs to do what's best for them. And so whatever works best for you, I do look through my statements before it's automated. I do get an email saying that the statement's closed. And so I I know there's time in between um, mm-hmm. to look at the statement or I could look at it immediately. So it's not that I don't look to make sure that I don't have extra charges. Um, but you were. I'm sorry. I just wanted to. No, no. Speak I'm glad you that. did. I'm glad you clarified that. So, if you if you could re ask your question. No, the, the, I'm the sorry. question was the question was. <laughs> do you uh, do do you examine? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Do you track all of your expenses with some sort of an app or something so you know exactly where your money's going all the time? Because it seems like that's the height of uh, of uh, organization. So I definitely I have through my what I the software that I use there it is budget um, material. So I'm able to see when I want to check in. I don't check in every day. I'm pretty aware of how I am. I check in once in a while, but usually I, I really haven't had an issue with my how I spend my money. I've been, you know, I'll have to say when I first started years ago, it was probably about 20 years ago, I actually um, bought a book, like one of those budget books. They have like a little spiral and you get them at like yeah. a place like Office Depot. And I took a pencil and I wrote things in for a year and I collected the receipts after we would spend something so I could account for things carefully because I wanted to have an idea of how we spend because there were some things that I wanted to spend money on for our kids and other things in life. And I wanted to feel how it would feel living with those constraints. So what I actually did was I figured out how much money those things were while I was figuring out my spending. And I took that amount and put it into a brokerage account, dollar cost averaging those expenses every month. So I could feel what it would be like to live with those commitments. And that was an eye-opening experience. At first, I was like, "What?" Am, part of me was thinking, I was, why am I doing this to myself? Why don't I deal with this when my kids are in that situation? But I really wanted to know before I made a commitment if that was going to work for me. Am I going to feel deprived of something or unhappy? And it would end up being fine. But those two things together 
allowed me to see what it would be like to set certain goals that would really change my life and our ability to spend. So I think that that is actually a great way to have better control of your finances. Maybe you're thinking of buying a home and that home is going to be more expensive than where you live now. Imagine taking the money and automating it, putting it in a high yield savings account because you know the idea is to buy the home in the next year or so, but feel the constraint. And at the same time, you could also use that money for the down payment or whatever it is, but get the feel of what it's like to make sure that that's the right home for you financially before you make that commitment. Okay. Now let's go back to our 8.48 person here, Miranda. Do, do I you... said seven, 7.5. Oh, 7.5. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, do, do you track everything, uh, every expense? Do you use some kind of an app to track every expense? Um, no, I, but what I'd like to do is I like to, when I, like I was saying, like, I like to have kind of a money date, uh, at least once a month. And I like to sit down, go back through and look at what was spent and look at what was spent in like, um, you know, I can look in the app, right? Cause the app will do it and I've got it set up to say, you know, categories or whatever. What, but what I'll app go back. do you use? Um, so I, um, I just use um, I just use Mint. It's very okay. That's you know, fine, <laughs> like everybody else. <laughs> but but yeah, so I just like to go back through and just say, okay, what did I spend? And then just look and say, okay, um, the spending was it aligning with my values? Did it meet? You know, I think I've shared you know the four questions I ask myself before I spend money. Like, did it? Did the spending meet this? Did I? Did I stick with it? And sometimes I find um, that. I, I get, you know, a little bit, I'm like, oh, nope, that did not. And so it helps me course correct. And so it's really less of a tracking every penny and more of a just reviewing things, reviewing how the month went and making sure that I'm still in alignment, if that makes sense. It does make sense. We're, we're almost out of time. I, I, Alyssa, would you do me a favor? I, I want to, I'm imagining myself as a listener to this podcast who's totally disorganized and feeling not in control, okay? So can you give me one, two, three, four steps? You know, do this, do this, do this, do this, and then you're going to feel more organized. Okay. So as we point out, I think figuring out what your values are, creating that expense plan and determining your net worth and goals and automating are really important. But the other thing to think about is are there things that you could change that you know make you more in line with your values so this way you feel better about having the plan and increasing the chance of you being happy with it and it working for you because i think that's really important and also prioritize empowering yourself with your money celebrate your wins when you set a goal have steps along the way celebrate each win because that definitely results in greater wealth too. And also always increase your financial literacy wherever you are in your financial journey. Being here, listening to Money Talk News is obviously a great place to be. And continue that when, you know, throughout your life, find things that you enjoy to learn more about your finances. So this way you can empower yourself to grow your wealth. Awesome. And I don't know if I mentioned this at the beginning of this podcast, but what you what you do for a living is you're a registered investment advisor, right, Alyssa? Yes, I am. Okay. So if I want to help with my money, do you have a do you have a minimum 
that you would suggest for people that are, that are coming to you or people like you and investment advisors? Um, so for myself, I can't, they're all different ways that people work with um, clients, but I do fee only advising. So with that, I do not sell any products, no insurance, annuities, securities, and I don't charge assets under management. I charge for advice. And I do that because I really think that everyone could benefit from having a financial plan and advice and guidance on their journey. So that's why I do it that way. So there is no minimum amount that someone needs. And I find that everyone should have the advantage of that because a lot of times people, like I said, they'll be in debt and not even realize that they don't have a positive net worth. And so had they not come to me, they would have continued on that course. Well, I'm glad we ended with that because this this is also important. If you listen to this podcast and you didn't, you still don't feel like you know how to get organized, there are people out there that will help you do it. And you're one of those people, right, Alyssa? Absolutely. Now, how much does it cost per hour? Is, is that a fair question to ask? So I do have packages hourly, it's 250, but the packages are definitely where people are at and they start at 720. Cool, okay. I, and I think I heard, uh, did I just hear some music in my ear? Is Aaron trying to tell me something? Yes. I, okay, <laughs> thanks Alyssa. We are out of time folks, but we are never out of topic. Dig a little deeper. You're gonna find links to lots more info in our show notes. And remember, if your goal is to make more, to spend less, to retire rich, your online home is moneytalksnews.com. And don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That is Miranda Marquit, M-A-R-Q-U-I-T.com. And of course, you want to visit Alyssa at her website, amplifymywealth.com. It's going to be in our show notes if you forget it. If you've got a question, comment, or topic you'd like to suggest, please tell us about it. You can email us at hello at moneytalksnews.com. And one last thing, if you appreciate what we do, do something for us. Subscribe to our podcast. It takes you two seconds. It really helps us. So if you like us, show us and subscribe. Alyssa, thank you again for being here for the second time. We hope to have you back again. In the meantime, I'm Stacy Johnson. I'm Miranda Marquette. In the words of Tom Hammerford, treat yourself. <laughs> treat treat yourself. yourself. Thanks for hanging out with us, folks. And we're going to see you right here next time. <laughs>